Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we are inviting you to experience Rhythms of Grace, a season dedicated to discovering spiritual disciplines and learning together how to connect with God and enjoy being in His presence more. Today on the podcast, we have Caroline Stephen, who is a registered psychotherapist in the GTA. This week's practice is prayer. Carol Ann covers prayer as a place of safety and healing with God and how she uses it in her practice. We invite you to experience prayer in a new way. The guided prayer in today's episode will be released as a separate episode if you'd like to go through the guided prayer again. Amen. Well, we are recording. So officially, Carol Ann, welcome to the Work Friends podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Well, we are going to start off with um, some fun facts. So first, how would you spend a free day? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I might paint. I might walk. I love to kayak, uh, spend time with friends, read. Mostly those very relaxing things that don't require that I think too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. That sounds like a good day, especially yeah. days like today when the leaves are changing. Mm. I love it. Just a chance to be still and reflect. Be great. Yeah. yeah. If you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if we sent these questions to you beforehand, <laughs> no, so we're really putting one. you on the spot here. <laughs> not that one. Um, you know, it, what it just popped into my head was I probably want to maybe not like to so much but want to have dinner with somebody that I had a bone to pick with that I was not on great terms with to have Mm. have a chance to sit down and just hear them and understand them and know them someone maybe who was unhappy with me in some way but I would just I think that could be so fruitful Mm. and certain I think everybody says Jesus I'm not so sure about that it would probably be very intimidating (laughs) (laughs) oh dear and there have been a couple of pastors in my life that have been very very special to me that I would love to have a chance to go back and be with in a more relaxed way Mm. but on the top of the list is always my family and my closest friends always yeah yeah Mm, that's sweet super interesting I think you're the first person to mention somebody that you would want to sit down with somebody who you've had a bone to pick or or vice versa or whatever it'd be a super interesting conversation Hmm. challenging growing (laughs) yeah yeah for sure what is your favorite beverage my favorite beverage is green tea Mm. Mm -hmm. especially on days where it's a little cooler not terribly exciting but (laughs) that's good (laughs) um where's the best place you've been to oh my goodness well I've had the privilege of traveling to a number of places and the best place the best place for me is always a place where I meet somebody new that I can mm-hmm. know and understand their particular culture, a way of doing things. Uh, I've had several trips to Bolivia and come to just love the people there mm-hmm. so much. And uh, I did a mission to Guatemala. I've spent some time in Mexico getting to know people. And it's just those gra- just getting to know grassroots people. You know, mm-hmm. I come from a very grassroots culture and from Ireland and I find a lot of commonality 
uh, with mm. people at the grassroots level everywhere, even in language, there's uh, and their heart, there's so much in common. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. Well, aside from those fun facts, uh, just tell us about yourself and what life looks like for you right now. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a Christ follower. I love the Lord. I'm learning lots about Him. Um, I'm very busy because I have a private practice as a psychotherapist, and I'm still. <laughs> I should retire, but I'm not. <laughs> Three to four days a week, um, but I love my work, and that's that's just so important to me. And it it pulls everything in my life together because it's caring about and listening to people, and that's kind of at the center of my life and my family. Uh, I have three grown children, seven grandchildren. Uh, that keep me very busy, all under 30, <laughs> you know, from seven months up. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, well, Monday's my day off and the day that I spend with the uh, family with five of them. And that's just a real privilege. So that's, it's a pretty busy week. on mm. all mm. Nice. Well, we are just so excited to um, talk with you today surrounding the topic of prayer and inviting people into learning and experiencing and practicing just deeper I guess, practices within that. Um, so just kind of like bare bones, simply like what, what is prayer? Um, I think what I am learning and not necessarily what I learned in church, <laughs> I think what I am learning is that prayer is a relationship and mm-hmm. all the ways that one might do relationship with a living person on this earth, uh, one would do with God. Mm-hmm. One would, um, practice those ways of being with Jesus. And so at base, prayer is coming to a place of deeper and deeper relationship with Jesus and to a place where one actually looks for that relationship and looks for opportunities for that and is reminded throughout the day that Jesus walks right beside us. Mm. So when it comes to that, it's it's words, but not necessarily. Most of the time, my best prayer times have when, when I didn't have words. So it's a relationship at base. Mm-hmm. And I think as we have this conversation about prayer, I, I'm really aware and I've, I've gone through seasons too, where prayer can be really, really challenging and just understanding, yeah, what it is, why it's important. Um, yeah, especially through some really difficult or challenging seasons. So in your experience and your perspective why would you say prayer is important is an important practice and thing well in the same way that we you know we're made by a relational god for relationship so we most of us vast majority of us would not be happy living in a tiny little underground cell never seeing anybody else (laughs) and the most important person in the universe with whom to have a relationship is Jesus, of course. He knows us. He made us. He knows how he's gifted us. He knows how we will be happiest, what will uh, use our gifts in the best way. So it's extremely, for me anyway, it's extremely important to come to know the God who already knows me so well. As someone has said, when you come to know yourself better, you know God better. When you come to know God better, you know yourself better. Mm. We're his product. We're his child. 
Um, can you touch on how you practice prayer, maybe both on like the personal side, how you practice prayer, but then also, um, as you mentioned, you do a lot of care work in your work as a psychotherapist. And so, um, also how that integrates into your work. Well, I think for just like all of us, we grow up in an environment often where we're taught by our parents to pray and they're kind of rote prayers or memorized prayers. And since I grew up in a Catholic home, it was more likely to be that and not totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so prayer for me has, as, uh, as you've said, has, has evolved like it has for most people over the years from rote prayer to uh, desperate prayer to begging prayer to um, uh, bookend prayer, prayer before and after meals, prayer before bedtime. And now I'm learning, you know, over the last few years, I'm learning more and more about the different ways to pray, all those different ways that the contemplatives have taught us down through the centuries. And lately, I've been more focused on or in need of, perhaps, or learning about centering prayer, prayer where one doesn't really say a lot. I've been experiencing prayer where I just take how I feel to Jesus and then just sit there and uh, let him speak to me and expect expect some kind of answer. And mm. that has been quite an experience for me. Mm. And there have been times when I have prayed when I didn't realize I was praying, in a sense. Uh, and then had God answer in a way that I least expected. Mm-hmm. So I can give you an example, if you like. Yeah. Uh, once uh, at a healing care conference in Ohio, we were given a little exercise. This is a very personal uh, experience, but I think, uh, well, I know that after I had it, God said, told me that uh, he was giving it to me to share. So um, I do that. Mm-hmm. So we were given a little expe- a little. Uh, exercise to do to go out find a place all by ourselves where no one else was around and read uh, uh, some passages from scripture from Isaiah 43 and um, the Psalms and at the top of the page was a little picture of a fetus with a little glow around it and I found myself rubbing that little fetus and saying to Jesus over and over please don't let anything bad happen to her And then I suddenly got extremely tired and I was sitting on the edge of a curb in a parking lot and I had a little blanket with me and I lay down in the blanket, most unusual for me, that would not be comfortable. I have a bit of arthritis, but I, and I went out cold asleep for a good 20 minutes at least. And uh, when I woke up, I woke up with this wonderful feeling and I, I said out loud with my hands up in the air, I've been healed. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, if anybody sees me, they'll think I'm crazy. And as it turned out, God was gradually revealing to me over the next hours and day what it was he was healing me from. Mm. And it was something that had happened to me when I was a very small child, about five. And I carried guilt over it, feeling I had lied to my mom and put her in a bad situation. The thing is, I really didn't understand what had happened to me then. I still don't know. but without all the details, I came to a real sense of peace about that. And so for me, that was a moment when I was praying from a deep place in my heart, something that I didn't even realize was still there. Mm. But it did bother me from time to time, but I didn't realize how much, and I didn't realize how central it was to my understanding of Jesus. Mm. And so I let him have it. 
at that moment. So that is one that is one example of praying when one doesn't even realize what's praying, really. God <laughs> is so generous to respond. And that that incident a few years ago has opened me to that deeper place of just quiet and being with Jesus. And at times I have received a peace that just passes all understanding. And I just say, Lord, this is where I am, what I feel, you know, speak to me or do something. <laughs> and that peace then seems to be the thing that takes me to a place where I know the next step. I don't know the whole answer. I don't know the whole picture, but I have a piece mm. of taking a step and then God reveals the next step. Mm. So that's a bit of a slow, initially feels like a bit of a slow process for me to me, but in actual fact, it's just the fastest way to Jesus' heart. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, you mentioned about mm. how, you know, when this when you like experience some of these things that then you knew immediately that God had wanted you to share that with others. So, um, you know, thinking about you being in a very intimate private place with God in some of these experiences and prayers that were, you know, even as you said, like so, so long ago, so known to experience these things with God. Um, how does that sort of translate to guiding others in like, yeah, just tell us maybe what that looks like in guiding others towards intimacy and that, like how that works. Well, I think one of the things that's difficult for people, it certainly was for me, is to find really what that means to have intimacy with Jesus. And the word intimacy can be just so threatening and challenging mm. to some people, particularly if they struggle with that in their day-to-day relationships and friendships. So I think the first, the first way to help people move in their prayer life is to be honest about your own. Because I think it's that deep honesty. That's the place where you meet people, where Mm. people can begin to trust you, where people will listen to you. And you don't have to have incredibly profound things to share, but you have to want to share with people your love of Jesus and how he speaks to you, or even your desire to want more and maybe your struggle at not getting more. But that people are willing, I think, to enter that struggle with you, to enter the honest place. That's where trust begins. And I think it's hard to teach anybody anything or have any impact on anyone if they don't trust you, right? So coming to a place of comfort with your own vulnerability, in your own need, and Mm -hmm. the fact that there isn't one of us who knows enough more about God than the next person to make it absolute truth. We are all going to be learning and and finding out about Jesus till the day we die, right? Mm. And at the end of that Corinthians passage on love, it says, and then we will know as we are known. And I think that's the essence of the deepest prayer is to stand in the presence of Jesus and to know that he knows you and that you know him to the best of your ability. But in heaven, it will be perfect. It will com- be complete. And I think having that eternal vision while trying to have a finite, (laughs) a relationship within a finite context is what makes it difficult, but it's also what makes it possible and rewarding. Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture and yeah, almost incomprehensible in some ways to even ponder that. Um, How have you wrestled with prayer? Um, I think first, like a lot of people with guilt. Mm. Not good enough, not often enough, um, not listening well enough, all of that sort of thing. And uh, wrestled through talking with others and then through practicing 
different ways to pray. And just finding that in practicing the ways, not necessarily looking for a formula, but looking for um, an opening into the relationship, like you would with a friend. You know, you go out for coffee, you might go kayak with them, you might go for a walk, and then you find out the things that really allow you to meet each other that you really share. So that you share personally, and it's meaningful to both of you. So I think that's the, I don't think it's a whole lot different in prayer. Just taking different approaches, whether it's like you to be in a meditation, centering prayer, quiet prayer, sharing your feelings, whatever it might be, and whatever you want to call it, reading somebody, uh, you know, like Henry Nouwen, uh, who inspires you, that kind of thing, reading your scripture and just letting a word sit with you for a while. Whatever it is, those are all different ways because each one of us is going to respond differently. We're going to meet Jesus in very different ways. And uh, whether we're visual learners, auditory learners, kinesthetic learners, some people can't pray unless they're moving, <laughs> right? So um, I think it's practicing all of those, trying everything out and seeing what really touches your heart and how Jesus really connects with you. Because he knows us well. So he will connect with us in a way that speaks to our particular personality and way of thinking. So mm -hmm. practice them all. As you're talking, Carolyn, I'm just reminded of what, what an invitation it is. Um, you touched on a little bit about, you know, being weighed down by guilt or even just expectations that we mm. may feel are placed on us that prayer needs to look this way. And if it doesn't, then you're doing it quote unquote wrong. And yeah, I just thank you so much for, yeah, for me anyways, it's refreshing to hear and a good reminder that what I'm doing now doesn't necessarily have to be what I do in the next couple of months but for now it's good and it's in in a meeting jesus where i'm at um is mm -hmm. so refreshing and yeah i want i just wonder if you could um just speak um maybe how what would you say or how would you encourage people who are really wrestling with prayer um who are really wrestling with the guilt or the shame or the expectations or prayers only been shown to them in one specific way. How would you, what would you say to them? Well, one of my favorite passages in scripture is Isaiah 43, where mm -hmm. Isaiah says to the people, um, O Jacob, O Israel, return to me. I call you by name. You are my precious child. And Sometimes we read our Bible, but we don't understand the background or the historical background. And that's for me, sure, at times. And so in finding out the background of that scripture, I realized that the Israelites were off in foreign countries, worshiping Baal, burning their babies to idols, fornicating in the temple, doing all kinds of dreadful things that many of us will never quite meet, <laughs> never quite do, I hope. Um, and yet, God didn't say, okay, guys, get your act together, and then I'll talk to you. Mm. Get your prayers right, say it right, get the right words. He says, come back to me. I will be waiting in all the pain and misery, whatever the fire, the water, I'll be there waiting for you, and we'll walk together, and we'll figure this out together. That's the Jesus it calls us the heart of Jesus of the New Testament is in that passage in the Old Testament where he calls us to himself. He do, it doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing, what we've done, what we will do. He's calling us to himself. And then he says, as he said to Job, let us reason together. I'll walk with you in the mess. I will be your companion. We'll figure it out. 
I just think that answers all our worries and concerns about what kind of God is meeting us in prayer. Mm. He's there. He's always waiting for us. And it doesn't matter whether we feel guilty, whether we've done it right, or we've done it the best way or the best words. He just wants to be with us. What a gracious, well, you used the word earlier, what a gracious invitation. Mm. The most gracious invitation you'll ever hear on this planet is to Mm. come to the God that knows everything about us, good and bad, and yet still yearns for our companionship. There's no fun in that, right? There's just a friendship and invitation. Yeah. Yeah, and I think to hear you say, I mean, you're a couple years older than us. Yeah, a couple gracious of you. (laughs) (laughs) But to, to even hear you say for you personally that you are still learning and still growing and like it is a process and it is until we are with him um, in eternity that we will be able to see him completely. Mm-hmm. And and I just think what a gift it is to be able to have this conversation with you as somebody who's a few years older than us, <laughs> who has been through many, many seasons and still being able to say, yeah, like God's gracious invitation remains. Um yeah. Well, so I, I love want- what Terry Wardle. Excuse me, I love what Terry Wardle yeah. says in Healing Care. He says, "When God does something like this and meets us so graciously and powerfully in prayer, what do we say? We say more, Lord Jesus, just give us more." And mm. and He's willing to. He wants to. Just what does it say in John three? He lavishes His love on us. Mm-hmm. So for you, for you personally, as you think through your life. And yeah, all the ups and downs that have come. How has God formed you through your personal journey with prayer? Well, as I said earlier, that that surprise of peace, the surprise of an answer to something I didn't really know I was asking. And then he reveals my heart to me. Those are very interesting times. Um, Just proves his word. He knows us and he knows what we need. And I think being with others and sharing with others who who feel similarly, who love the Lord, and praying with them, that has become a growing experience where, you know, I referenced vulnerability earlier. Our earthly relationships are really important. Our earthly Christian relationships, as well as our secular relationships, are really important. In those relationships where we can pray together and really be honest and vulnerable, I have found that I have grown so much as I have learned just in the last few years, even to be increasingly vulnerable in my prayer with others where we can share our hearts and our hearts come together deeply and God speak to speaks to us as, as a, as a couple, as a group of people, there's so much power in hearing the voice of God together. Mm. And he calls us to that in scripture over and over again and as he reaffirms that to others, it's an affirmation of our own faith as well. So that that has become uh, a real linchpin for me, just, just practicing vulnerability, trusting, learning to trust others that I know and love, and then sharing in prayer with them. Then we experience the heart of God together. That's, that's quite a phenomenal experience, actually. Mm. That's beautiful and i think a, a really good reminder um i'm curious what would you say to someone who just feels like prayer prayer is, is really hard and maybe not just in the sense of like it's hard for me to sit um but 
you know, I, I've experienced at times in my life where I really experienced the silence of God. And I talk to students a lot of the time that just um, experience, whether it's just a perceived expectation or there's the way that they're experiencing God of just feeling like they don't get it. Like they haven't, they, they've tried to meet with God and God, they, they felt like God didn't show up. Um, or it's just like a tender spot there where they feel like they haven't been able to connect to God through prayer. Um, what, what would you say to that? It's a difficult question because it's, it's a question that really begs us to understand the heart of another, to be sensitive Mm. the pain that another is experiencing. So I think for for many of us raised in the church, we feel that we have to have answers, specific answers. We have to solve that problem for that person. Mm. And the the silence of God or whatever it is for that person, it's going to be it's going to be different for everybody, the reasons for it. And I can't pretend that I would understand what that is for any given person. But I think to actually want to listen to their pain and to ask them, what is it they're looking for from God? What is their pain about? To sit in that with them, to get to know them better. Mm-hmm. And then if it is at all possible to pray with and for them, because we step in, we need to step into places where people don't know what to do for themselves mm-hmm. and to help them. That's the whole point of formational prayer. It's helping people to be formed by God, to respond to God, to to look at what they need. And, and when someone can help them with that, to actually pray with them or for them, it's a way of blessing the other. So to give blessing to someone is so important in the midst of that so that they realize they're not alone. Mm-hmm. They are made for relationship. If God is silent, there may be a reason that neither of us understand at this point, and maybe what they're needing to do is search for new ways to see God, to actually, and to have someone help them look at what does trouble them in their faith in general and about knowing God. So there's a thousand different reasons why that might be the case where they're struggling. But I think first and foremost, if we're going to be Jesus in this world, we need to respond as Jesus would. And if we look at the Gospels, we have lots of... um we have lots of examples of how Jesus responded to people. It was never the same way. It was always tailored to where that person was, like the leper that he touched, that he knelt in the dirt with and touched in Luke 5. That is why the leper knew that he was healed, because he felt the power and love and healing of Jesus go through his body. Jesus didn't touch everybody physically, and when he did, it was always in different ways. But that leper probably hadn't been touched by another human being for years. He wasn't allowed to be near them. And the one thing that he was desperately missing was close touch and comfort from another human being, for which he was made by God, and Jesus knew that. And he broke all the laws to kneel with that that, that gentleman in the dirt and touch his rotting body which was, a, which was a, a deep, deep sign and affirmation of his humanity and the love of Jesus for him. I think that's an example that we start with, right? We start with living Jesus out. That leper said, if you're willing, Jesus, heal me. And Jesus could have waved his hand from 50 feet away and said, yes, you're healed. And the man could have gone on healed. But what he needed was that deep personal affirmation of his value as a human being that he was still seeing. And I think we all need that. 
we all need that at different times, especially when we're alone and don't hear God's voice or feel his presence. Then as Jesus followers, we step in to be Jesus to the person in that situation. How they pray, why they pray, what words they use are the least important at that moment. It's the deep Mm. relationship in Jesus' love and trust that's really important. Mm. Wow, that, thank you for that. That's, um, yeah, a a beautiful picture. And and even like you like said something along the lines of at the beginning of just like, it, it, it begs us to like understand the heart of a person. And so we almost model that, um, coming close, drawing close, being known to them in a way of almost helping them see how they can approach God too. Um, that's, um, that's, yeah, that's really good. Uh, what would you say are some resources that you found helpful in some of these things? I know you've mentioned, um, some of the healing prayer, um, and like conferences and things that you've been to, but um, yeah, what have been some things that you think are really helpful for people that they can um, continue, I guess, the learning process? Well, I would say first explore some of our really wonderful spiritual writers. We have hundreds of them. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to to others who are a little farther on their journey than you are and, and ask them what has helped them. Everybody will have a variety of answers. I personally love the work of Henry Nouwen. And anything that he has written, he's just the heart of compassion. Mm. Um, there are lots of daily, you know, reflections and sometimes just even even short reflections as opposed to reading pages and pages uh, is really important. The Bible, of course, but I would say just take a very short passage, read it, and then pick out a word. Mm. Pick out a word that seems to jump out at you and just repeat it to Jesus and ask him to show you throughout the day what he's trying to tell you through that word. Um, boy, there are just so many things. Uh, any kind of healing group that you could join where you're sharing personally and growing and learning from others, I think is really important. Mm. Um, so reading, reading scripture, sharing with others, asking them what has helped them. Uh, there's, just, there's just endless resources out there. But also, I would really encourage people not to get um, not to get stuck in trying to read everything and just grab everything, but to stick with something for just something for a little while, whether it's a daily devotional, uh, something as simple as the daily bread, or whether whether it is um, actually reading through a full long book on prayer. Uh, people like uh, like Richard Foster. Uh, have incredible work on prayer and his one book called prayer um, really impacted me deeply Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah it can almost sometimes be a little overwhelming with everything that's accessible but I really like what you said at the beginning is to to talk to someone who's a few steps ahead of you um, and to see what's been helpful helpful for them that's really good um, we, in previous conversation before today, um, I'm really excited to hear more about this. You talk quite a bit about, um, safe place prayer mm. and how, um, you do that personally with, um, the people that you meet with in your work. Um, and yeah, I would just love for you to just explain to us what that is and um, then afterwards, if it still works for you, for you to lead us in, um, yeah, safe, yeah, safe prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, safe uh, praying in safe place 
for me came out of Healing Care, uh, Healing Care US and now Healing Care Canada, which is an organization that we we talked a little bit about that um, provides group work and several weeks of a healing process in prayer, etc. And what it is, is it's, it, it combines a couple of things. It, it looks, uses our imagination, um, which of course is, um, you know, clearly evident in how Jesus calls us in scripture and so on. He calls us through stories and to imagine different things and to place ourselves in those. So it's, it uses our imagination and that, and the desire to have a deeper, closer relationship with Jesus, to meet him in our, to actually be with him in our prayer. So, what we do is we ask people to imagine a place that they have been, or it could be, as I say, to think about a place they've been or imagine a place they haven't been, but would just be that perfect, quiet place where they could be all by themselves. No one would interrupt. A place where they could relax and invite Jesus into that place. For a lot of people, it's by water. <laughs> it's interesting. Give them some. It's by water. It's quiet. Um, there's a gentle breeze. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. There might be beautiful flowers. There might be little animals around, but all depends. It isn't always like that. Sometimes it's quite different. Um, and then um, when I'm working with someone in that, I will pray for the Holy Spirit to come and for that special time and then ask them to find that special safe place sit there for a minute and then describe it to me and really feel it, experience it with as many senses as possible. And then um, Mm. we might have decided ahead of time or we, or we might just decide right then in that safe place, what we want to bring to Jesus. It could be a bad memory. could be a good memory. could be a question. It could be our pain. It could be a dilemma that we're stuck in. It could be anything. And then formulate that and then invite Jesus to come in and meet them in that place. How Jesus meets them or how they see or experience Jesus is highly personal and not something anybody can prescribe. I am constantly amazed at what happens in these places. Uh, and then I help them formulate, speak to Jesus, ask them what's happening. Is Jesus responding? What is going on? Can they say more about whatever? Mm-hmm. And we just work through. It becomes a conversational prayer like a little group prayer with Jesus. And then we, 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 uh, we close and leave that place. And so whatever the person has picked up, learned, sensed from Jesus, um, they take into their, their daily life, their prayer life after that. It's interesting what Jesus does. Very interesting. I remember one person telling me that in that safe place, they saw Jesus coming toward them. And he had on a long robe, not unusual, but the client, the person was wearing a long robe as well. And as they came closer and closer, their robes began to blend together and she couldn't tell where Jesus started and ended and where she started and ended. And it was incredibly deeply and wordlessly healing. That person had suffered deeply from abandonment. And in that moment, she experienced such deep closeness from Jesus that a a lot of the pain over that was actually just healed in that moment. You cannot make this stuff up. Jesus has his individual ways of meeting each one of us because he knows exactly what we need. 
And sometimes in that place, Jesus will actually bring to mind something for the person to actually um, listen to. And he'll describe something to them or remind them of an experience. And then they'll come to a deep understanding of what was meant in that experience and what Jesus wants them to know. So sometimes it works both ways. Yeah, as you're describing this, I think I meet with the spiritual director and she led me through something very similar to this. And it's so interesting to me how often that moment or like even just that what I imagined as she walked me through that prayer comes to mind. And it is it is um, I like what you said, wordless healing that is almost indescribable that, yeah, Jesus meets us in that quiet place in that hidden place almost sometimes that um yeah we really can't box him in on how he meets with us or how he will move and work in somebody's life um that's true and and sometimes in that healing space and prayer i will use some of the modalities or one particular modality with clients that's a that's a um, psychotherapeutic modality but if i do it in the presence of Jesus in that friendship place, that safe place. Um, people seem to be able to access a deeper place within themselves, in their heart, and and bring out more for healing where they've been afraid to deal with things in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is quite interesting as well. That uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it surprising that healing work goes better in the presence of Jesus. <laughs> Mm. Mm. well to wrap up our time here do you if it's still okay for you um could you lead us in um some sort of safe prayer or um yeah to to lead us and the people who are listening um to this to end our time here certainly yes i'd be happy to yeah thank you What I will do is I will pray for us. And as I'm praying, I would just ask each person listening to um, imagine what safe place they would like to go to, whether it's their cottage, a little spot in the lake all by themselves, or wherever that might be, some special place, a trip they've been on, or imaginary place from their reading or whatever. Um, Imagine that and sit in that, and then we'll see what Jesus has. Heavenly Father, Precious Jesus, we just come to you today and want to recognize that you are the God of this universe. You've created this immense universe around us, most of which we can't even see or know about. But at the same time, Jesus, you are the God who said to Job, let us reason together. You are the God that knows us, made us. Each one of us you call and know personally and individually. And what an incredible blessing that is. And Lord Jesus, we just want to understand that more deeply and be able to spend time in that deep personal space with you, experiencing your love, your care, your protection, your wisdom, and your grace. So I ask now, Lord Jesus, that you would bless us with the gift of your Holy Spirit, each one that we might be open to you, hearing and trusting, that we might be filled with that spirit. And Lord, we just ask that anything of the kingdom of darkness that would seek to rob us of this special time with you would be sent back to where it came from, and we would be free as your precious children 
to hear your voice, to relish your presence with us, and to be healed by you. Thank you, precious Jesus, for all that you promise us because of who you are, the beautiful, faithful, loving God that is always ready to listen to us, to respond to our pleas. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now for each one listening, give yourself a moment to sit in that special safe place, to look around, to see what it's like to take in, to smell, to feel, to see, to hear all that God is giving you in this special place. And perhaps you have something on your heart right now that you would like to take to Jesus. Perhaps it is a heart of deep gratitude or a heart of deep pain, a question that you would like answered, a memory that plagues you because it is so painful, or a good memory you just want to celebrate with Jesus, to share with him. Whatever it is, even if it's just a feeling at the moment that is distressing you in some way, that you don't understand, lay it out before Jesus and let him speak to you. Let him give you a picture, maybe a word, maybe some reference that you can refer to in the rest of the day. But even now, if he is not there with you at this moment, would you invite him in to your special place that you might share this time with him? Just wait for him to come in and be with you softly and gently. I'll just give you a few seconds to experience that. Take note of where he is or what he's doing or saying, if he is doing or saying anything. Perhaps even turn your hands up and hold them out to Jesus. Perhaps there's something you want to give him. And wait to receive what he has for you. Look around you. Feel it. Sense it so that you can take this with you in the rest of the day and reflect from time to time or even go back in a few minutes with a few minutes time to allow Jesus to continue his time with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with us this morning. Now, of course, if we were doing this in person or you were doing it yourself, you would say all that you want to say to Jesus or just walk with him in that place. Whatever it is, there would be a lot more that we could do in that time. But that's the essence of it. It's not complicated. It's highly individual. You can do it any way you like, lying on the beach, walking in your backyard, walking in the forest, whatever you do, sitting on the subway. You can close your eyes and be with Jesus as long as you don't miss your stop. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Carolyn, thank you so much. This has been such a gift to be able to sit with you, um, to hear about your own personal experience and journey, like wrestling through prayer and how God has formed you and, and also how, yeah, he's used you in your practice. Um, this has been such a gift and, and we will continue to pray that, um, this conversation meets people where they're at that. Yeah. Even just practicing safe prayer for them individually would bring deep healing. So Thank you so much for the encouragement that you've been to us and for the encouragement that you've been to the people that are going to listen to this. It's been such a gift. Thank you so much. It's been a, a real pleasure. And the two of you do a very fine job of interviewing, I must say. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us as we practice Rhythms of Grace together. We would love to hear what God is teaching you through this season. So please share your journey with us on Instagram and Facebook at Just Work Friends. And until next time, happy praying. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> Actually, enjoy it. <laughs> Bye.